0: Hello, fellow ghosts, demons, and cryptids. If you are listening to this, you, like me, have become curious of the ever-shifting veil between reality and imagination. You have gazed into the void and felt a mixture of fear and curiosity, and you would like to experience it more in the manner of various tales of uncertainty and peril that can unravel the fabric of one's mind in hopes that you may temporarily slip into the madness of the unknown." Either that or you are lost. Regardless, I hope you will allow me to tell you a little story. Before we begin our tale, allow me a moment to tell you how you can cheat the game of time and experience each story a week in advance, as well as other expected stories that will be sent through the ether for as little as a dollar a month on Patreon. You will also be supporting future projects, such as a YouTube channel in which you may prod at my innermost thoughts and decipher how the machinations of a mad person sees the world and the media we consume, as well as things a little more… lighthearted. There will also be another podcast in the future, a sort of love letter to old radio tales in the form of a murder mystery called The Tarot Killer. This project will be a long while yet. But will arrive sooner the more people that support patreon higher tiers also give bonuses to this pending podcast such as characters named by you and even possibly a cameo as well as free merchandise as well as it's made and free art drawn by yours truly if monthly subscriptions aren't your cup of tea but you still wish to support these tales continue to listen share with other beings that surround you and consider buying the books in which these tales have found their home. All these are in the description here and with each episode. Grace had moved into the old house not too long ago. It was truly by the good heart of a kindly elderly couple that she was able to find a place to stay. Ever since she was very young, she wanted to get into entertainment, but it was hard to do without parental support. While she was half a continent away, she hoped her family would at least show a bit of pride for her, trying so hard to fulfill her dreams. But they didn't even call on holidays, or send gifts or good wishes on her birthday anymore. She moved to this big city with some cash in her pocket, a promised job, and a stable roommate. Instead, what she had was a flaky person who acted more like a pet and less like a responsible adult and a promised job which was promised to someone else. Grace was resourceless, jobless, and homeless. The grandparents of Grace's friend back home happened to live in the next town. They didn't even know Grace, but they offered for her to stay with them in their house until she was stable enough to get her own place. Grace accepted wholeheartedly and got her happy butt to a taxi. She settled into the elderly couple's empty bedroom, which had their last child just move out of. Grace understood this may be due to a little bit of empty nest syndrome, but Grace was happy to take it for the way it is. Empty nest or not, it was a nest. For Grace, it was more than she had before. Grace was living there rent-free, so she developed a habit of doing the dishes while she was there. She went out looking for jobs, and in her spare time, she tried out auditions for stand-up comedy. She had taken improvisation classes in school and felt as though she had a good performance, but she needed to be better. There were people who were so good at their comedy she would watch and find herself laughing hysterically. Grace found a job across the street from a well-known theater. Her work was at a small convenience store, but at least they paid Grace with money and did so on time. She used it for food, which she got at a discount at the convenience store, a little bit for the elderly couple, and the rest she used to keep going for all the auditions. Grace came home and waved to the old woman. "'Good afternoon,' Grace chimed. "'Hello, Grace,' the old lady called. Any luck on those auditions yet?' It was a question the old lady asked every day. It was odd, but nice to have someone who cared. Not yet, ma'am, but I'm crossing my fingers. Grace turned down the hallway, but before she passed to her room, she froze. Her attention turned to the painting in the hallway. She noticed something that she didn't think she ever noticed before. To be fair, Grace only looked at the paintings in passing. This one was the image of a young woman in a blue dress, holding a matching parasol as she stood in the middle of a wheat field. Grace always noticed the lady in the picture was a little to the right, which had her feeling the painting was off-center, but she wasn't about to trump artistic expression forms that others enjoyed. So what if the girl was a little to the right? It showed off the weed more the golden gleam of wheat. She never noticed, until now, that there was something else in the picture. In the distance, behind the woman, there was a boy. The boy, however, had much bigger blue eyes. They looked much more like button eyes, in fact. The boy wore a hat with blonde hair underneath. The hair looked straight and straw-like. Grace looked closer at the boy. She stared at his eyes and his posture. The boy was walking, but his features looked very similar to that of a scarecrow. Grace wasn't normally freaked out by scarecrows. In this instance, however, when she had spent weeks living there and she just couldn't remember ever seeing the boy in the background, she couldn't help but feel a tad perturbed gorgeous isn't it grace jumped and then put her hand to her chest ah oh i didn't expect you to follow me yeah it's a nice picture i won it at an art museum they say the painter van Rixen put a little bit of himself into every painting they said he had a habit of making the paintings come to life yeah i can really see that dynamic with the scarecrow scarecrow the old lady looked at the picture thought a moment and said I don't remember him in the painting. Thoroughly chilled, Grace said her goodbyes and went into the bathroom to try to have a nice, relaxing shower. She calmed down, convincing herself that the old woman was forgetful in her age, and the fact that she couldn't remember the scarecrow slowly walking up to the lady in blue bonnet was completely normal. Just old age, nothing strange or sinister or creepy about that. Grace would have thought to ask the old lady to elaborate, but she was also just fine with assuming that it was all just forgetfulness. If she could spin it right, maybe she could make this whole experience a good routine for her stand-up comedy. A couple more weeks passed, and Grace hadn't thought much more about the picture with the scarecrow in it. She was too busy trying to juggle her real-life issues. The moment arrived at last where she thought she could enter her big break. A producer from the theater Grace worked across from often came into the store for a hot dog or vitamin water. Every so often, she would talk to the guy. He often told her that he thought she was funny and she should do stand-up comedy. He came in one day with a proposal. He said that he found a late-night club looking for a good act, and he suggested Grace a stand-up comedy. Grace was ecstatic. She agreed instantly, and she was walking on air the rest of the day. The performance was in a week and a half, so she had to be ready by then. The producer would be in the audience, so maybe if she could prove to him how well she did with the crowd, he'll be able to help her into more doors. Grace couldn't wait to tell the elderly couple the good news. She got home as fast as she could and hurried inside. She saw the old man first. I got a gig set up, she told him, grin as white as the crescent moon. That's great news! Make sure to read the fine print, the old man replied. I remember once, when I was a bit older than you, I was going to be in a big shot play. I was excited that I would get to be in the play, so I failed to read the fine print. Never mind the fact that by now everyone knew the dangers of not reading contracts, the old man had a tendency to ramble. She didn't want to be rude and admit that she had a lot to do to get her act ready. His stories were pretty interesting a lot of the time, but sometimes there really wasn't much to the story than, be careful to do this, I didn't and it burned me later she had a skit impersonating the way he told the stories, too. She did her act for the couple before, and they thought it was a hoot. They didn't seem to get that the old man's long stories and the old woman's forgetfulness were things that they actually did, or perhaps they had a good sense of humor and recognized the flaws enough to laugh about them. The man was nearing the end of his story when the wife walked in with food for the animals. I got a gig, she told the woman excitedly. Congratulations! We knew you could do it," the old woman exclaimed. When is the show? Manny and I will try to make it. Grace told them the date of the show, then politely went to practice. She froze again at the painting. The scarecrow was right next to the lady with the bonnet. Hey, Dinah, is this the same picture we were talking about a few weeks back? What picture? Dinah asked, walking up with the Manny in tow. You know, when we were talking about the art auction, and you mentioned this painting and not remembering the scarecrow? Hasn't it always been there? Dinah puzzled. After a moment, she decided, it must have been. The old lady waved her hand and dismissed the conversation, turning away. Wait, no, you said it wasn't there before. That painting, the old man started. We got that painting 33 years ago at an art auction. Yes, Dinah and I- I wasn't finished, Manny interrupted. It was painted by this fellow, very young at the time. His name was Van-something. Van something. Rickson. Yeah, Dinah and- Right, Van Rickson. An odd thing about this man, he had a habit of making the pictures seem like they could come to life. Grace, seeing the escape was futile, conceded. Is that so? She asked. Yeah, creepy stuff the old man finished. He turned and started to walk away. Relieved that he cut it short on his own, she retreated back into her room. She tried to work on her gig, but she kept thinking about the painting. Van Rickson, she thought out loud. Grace typed up his name on a search engine. There were some really gorgeous paintings that showed up on image search, but a lot of the paintings were dark and ominous. She felt uncomfortable looking at them. She looked for a biography. Here it is, she muttered. She just wanted to know a little bit about him, then she could go back to her gig. Apparently, Van Rixen was a famous artist in the early 20th century. He was a recluse, and some would say even mad. He married a woman named Angel, who died in a sanitarium years later. Van Rixen himself died in his house from a strange fire. Even as Van Rixen's charred body was found, the remaining paintings in the building were untouched, the article said. Attached to the story was a tab for scary myths. Curious, Grace clicked it. There was a new message about paintings attacking people in the past. The paintings, the page claimed, were all haunted with Van Rixen's restless soul. There was a creepy section where a witness talked about how she was almost lured in by a monster, and the only way the paintings ever let her be was after they'd been burned. Freaky, Grace muttered. She closed the story before she got too paranoid and tried to focus on her first gig. The night of the gig had quickly approached. Grace was incredibly nervous and tried a few breathing exercises. She tried to think about the comedy and not of the picture of the scarecrow and the woman in the blue dress. She developed a habit of looking at it every day to see if anything had changed or not. If there were, they were so slight that Grace didn't notice. Still, she knew she wasn't crazy. That painting was something terrible. She knew it. She was able to perform wonderfully. The whole audience ended up laughing a lot. Grace had forgotten about everything except for how excited she was that everything was working out. She spoke to the producer a while, who asked her to come to the theater after her shift the following Monday. She happily obliged. We'll be going out to dinner, Dinah went over to tell Grace. Do you have your key in case you get home before us? Yes, ma'am, Grace replied. The elderly couple left, and shortly afterwards so did Grace. The house was dark and silent when she made it, so she was, in fact, first to come home she turned the key and opened the door she turned on the light standing in the corridor there was a smiling blue-eyed scarecrow staring and standing limply before her grace froze with a sudden dash the scarecrow leapt at grace she screamed and grabbed an umbrella sitting next to the door she whacked at him and caught him off balance grace ran towards the hallway and looked at the picture The wheat was stained with red, and the lady in the blue dress was face down in the wheat. Everything she wore was stained red. Oh, my almighty, Grace breathed. The Scarecrow ran after her again. Grace ran into her room and closed and locked the door. She remembered the story she read before. Match, 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 she mumbled. Grace knew she had some sort of torch. Holding onto the picture with one arm, she ruffled through all her things to try and find something she could use. The Scarecrow slammed against the door, and Grace shrieked. She kept searching, begging to find anything useful. She bought a lighter, she thought. It had to be somewhere. Bang went the door. Go away, holy hell, Grace shrieked. After a few more seconds of running around looking for the lighter, she found it in yesterday's pants pockets. She flipped it up and turned towards the door, shaking violently. She unlocked it. The Scarecrow, smiling and staring with blue buttons, looked at Grace, who had the lighter under the painting. G- go one step closer, she stuttered, and, and I'll burn you to hell. The scarecrow paused a second, then held out his arms and reached for her. Grace hurriedly jumped out of the way and made sure the lighter would touch him. He burst with flame suddenly. Grace didn't think he would be that flammable, but once she lit the scarecrow on fire, he quickly turned to ashes. Grace looked at the portrait in her arms and stared dumbfounded. The woman in blue, once dead was right where she was before. The scarecrow wasn't in the picture at all.